This message is provided by Bridgeway Community Church. Thanks for tuning in. Oh, wiener dogs were harmed in the filming of that video. Okay. Good morning. My name is Vince Scheffler, like Pastor Mike said. Uh, I have the opportunity to be here and speak to you today. On behalf of all the, our community at Bridgeway, welcome to you if you're a guest with us, and welcome to those viewing online. As Pastor Ron was uh, getting this group of people to uh, speak while he was on sabbatical, uh, I, my name was something that continued to, to come up, and I just am very thankful to be able to be here and serve today. Today I want to talk to you about something that I seem to be fading away in our, our lives today. No, it's not climate change and polar ice caps or the lack of honeybees. It's something that uh, I think uh, a term called joy. See, joy is something uh, defined as a feeling of great happiness or pleasure. And when I was growing up, I used to watch this show that we just saw a clip of, America's Funniest Videos. You guys remember that show? Bob Saget, you know, back in the day. Uh, it actually continues to run to this day, but uh, that show has a lot of joy uh, in my heart because that show used to come on every Sunday night, and my family and I used to watch that show together. And there were so many great things about that show. First off, the biggest thing was that it was you send these videos in, and everybody watches the videos in the studio audience. They vote, and the winner gets $10,000. And so we always used to think, well, we, we do stuff like that all the time. We just need to get it on video. And so it never happened. We never sent one in. But it was just uh, that, that routine, that, that concept of having that tradition with my family every Sunday where we all sit there and laugh and, and look at those things. Uh, it, as I think back on it, it gives me a lot of joy. You know, I think in today's times, it's, those memories are harder to find, right? Right. Uh, we're, we're busier than ever, and it's hard to have those times where you feel like you sit down as a family. But not only that, there's road rage, uh, uh, positions that are just out of control. You know, people are just unhappy, right? We've got uh, people with antidepressants, uh, prescriptions sky high. We've got people just so busy that they miss everything around them. In fact, uh, the past... Uh, over the past 50 years, a University of Chicago study has been running, and it, it looks at people's overall happiness. And last year, uh, not to probably your surprise, it was the lowest number that people considered themselves very happy. It was at 14%. It's the lowest number they've ever had in running the survey. Now, obviously, we're running off of, of a pandemic, right? And people's morale is pretty low after this pandemic, right? But there's still just so many things, like we talked about, that are just going on with people, and it's just making us unhappy. And so I think that one of the big things that we can start to see is that Jesus, God, is being washed out of our culture today, right? And as Jesus and God are washed out, people's intimate relationships with Jesus are decreasing. And as that happens, we have to de depend on the physical world. We have to depend on things of this earth to make us joyful. And what we find out is that just doesn't happen. It just doesn't work. So today I want to I ask you three questions. And before we do that, I want you to think about a moment for me and help me out. Think about a moment in your lives that you had that 
you had true joy. Now, this could be a memory. It could have been something that happened this morning. It could have been something that happened in your life a long time ago when you were a kid. Think about that. Got it? Okay. Hold on to that. In a couple hours here when I'm done, we'll, we'll bring that back up. Ron's eyes just got real big. He's like, that's, that's not 25 minutes. <laughs> okay. Hold on to it. All right. First question I have for you. Is joy something that can be forced or faked? Now, I think in social media days that we're in, I think it's super easy to fake joy, right? We see people post certain things online, like what they're eating for dinner, and it looks, you know, like they just slayed, you know, just made this massive creation. Uh, we see people, the influencers that make, that did a video a thousand times over and over again, some dance move, right? And it wasn't. It took them a lot of anguish, a lot of that, but everyone sees that and they see something that is perfect. Now, one time, I'm going to give you an example. One time I was on vacation with a, a family and we were, we were all week long and this family was bickering, arguing, fighting with each other the whole time. And we got to the, finally the end of the vacation and we're at this beautiful place. And we had this opportunity to take this picture. And so they were even arguing up to the point of taking the picture, right? And so they all get around each other and they all smile and they all look at each other and it just everything looks all great. So we get home and looking online, uh, I think it was on Facebook, and they, you see these pictures posted of this family vacation. And it's, you know, this is the first picture and only picture you see. And the caption is, such a great time with my family, had such an amazing time, we all got along, it was just, it was amazing. And I looked at the picture, and it just, it didn't add up to me, but to the whole world that was seeing this picture, right, it added, it was, wow, they had such a great time, they, they get along so well. It's super easy to fake joy, or fake, you know, that happiness that we have. And so... Let's look at a piece of scripture to dial in on this concept a little further. Today I want to look at Psalm 137. But before I do that, I want to tell you a little bit about what's happening in Psalm 137. So 600 BC, Nebuchadnezzar is in charge and he's ruling, kicking butt. He's just taking over wherever he goes, right? And he goes into Jerusalem, he goes into the kingdom of Judah, and he burns their, their temples to the ground. He burns their homes to the ground. And he pretty much takes all the people of Jerusalem pr prisoner. And so as he takes these people prisoner, they are exiled to Babylon. And as they're exiled to Babylon, they have to travel 600 miles. That's like walking from here to Washington, D.C. 600 miles to the, to the rough and rugged terrain. They have to just trek through. And uh, there's a, a, a picture of it that uh, a arduous rendition of this. This is James Tussaud uh, did this picture. It's called the, the, the Prisoner. What is it called? I always forget. Some people walking to, through the desert, right? That's, sorry, James. <laughs> so, <laughs> uh, so as these people are walking, you can see lots of anguish, lots of just not good times, you know, on their trek to Babylon. So we get to this 
they finally get to where they're going, and they get to the riverbank of Babylon, and 137 ensues from the prisoners there. It says, Then on the poplars we hung our harps, for there our captors asked us for songs. Our tormentors demanded songs of joy. They said, Sing us one of the songs of Zion. How can we sing the songs of the Lord while in a foreign land? Now in this position, I can't imagine it'd be hard to be joyful, right? Forcing that joy in this position is definitely fake. I mean, both sides, right? So true joy cannot be forced. Can it be faked? Absolutely. But fake joy is not true joy. So that leads us into our second question. Is joy based on or dependent upon our circumstances? Most people think that life would be better if they just had more of what they had, right? If I just had more money, things would be easier. Things would be better. The number one thing that spouses argue that's been shown in research over and over and again is money. And money gives us this, constant, this easiness feeling, but it doesn't buy happiness. You know, we've heard that over and over again. And it's so easy today in our world to compare ourselves, like we talked about with social media in our previous question. It's so easy today to compare ourselves. We see what people are doing on social media, and we want to be doing that same thing because it looks perfect. And we don't want to miss out on anything that we potentially could be bring joyful to our lives. Or maybe it makes us believe that what we're doing is currently not good enough. Right? It can make it, it give us those insecure feelings. We compare our own lives to what we see, and we measure by we measure our own happiness by what someone else and how they're living their life. Now I commit I've been there. We've all been there, right? But. Listen to what James says in James 1, chapter 2, or James chapter 1, verse 2 and 3. Consider it pure joy, my brothers and sisters, whenever you face trials of many kinds, because you know that the testing of your faith produces perseverance. The place that you're in right now is where God wants you to be. In that moment, you know, the trials that we're facing the adversity that we have to overcome, those are the moments where we're going to find true joy. Now, this can be a really hard concept to grasp, right? It's not easy on a daily basis to just have bad things happen to us and experience joy, right? It's not, you know, our, our human nature is when things go wrong to to get mad, to, to get angry, to get down, right? It's not to just sit there and find the joy in the, the trial that we're facing. So, once, for example, let me tell you about a, a day, a bad day. You wake up, you're late, you're, you hit snooze a few too many times. You get up, and now in this COVID world, maybe you go downstairs to your computer to work, or you drive into the office, you get to your office, let's say you spill coffee on yourself and now you got this stain that's going to be present. You got a big meeting, you got to go in. In the meeting, things don't go right. You have uh, someone drop the ball and didn't do their part. 
there's some miscommunication, and so things just don't ex- aren't executed the way they're supposed to. Day goes on, things don't continue to go right. We we finally get to the point where we can just go home. We can be done. Excuse me. We're driving home. We're traffic's bad. Finally lets up, and then someone does a nice Michigan U right in front of you and doesn't go. That's never happened to any of us, right? <laughs> Getting a little more, ex- a little more angst. You finally get home. You get home. Something's kids are fighting. Maybe something's broke. Maybe the garage door doesn't open. Something in your house doesn't go, right? And so then you finally get home. You get to the end of the day. It's trash day. Oh, you got to go out. You got to get your trash cans. You put them to the end of the curb. And you're walking back in and step in dog poop. Your neighbor didn't pick up or whoever in your neighborhood didn't pick up that. <sighs> Trials of many kinds, right? I mean, that's just, I mean, that was last Tuesday for me. But I just, it was, no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> But it's a, we've all been there, right? That's, that's a tough day. And I think that having a relationship with Jesus allows us to put those trials in perspective and persevere through them. The relation, that relationship allows you to find joy in the struggle. Now, just because we don't, we, 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 just because we face adversity, we have lots of challenges in our lives, doesn't mean that we're going to like, have that joy. So just because we, we, we said, all right, we got to the end of the day, and we said, all right, that was a bad day, but you know what? I'm going to be joyful for it. That's, that, there's more to it. A strong, a strong mind and a strong work ethic, you can push through a lot of challenges, but there's still one ingredient left in this recipe to make it complete. That leads us into our final question. Where does joy truly come from? Where does true joy come from? Now, at this point, I got to tell you something. When we were going through this schedule for the summer, uh, and Pastor Ron was going to go on a sabbatical, and we were looking at this group of people, I looked at the schedule and I saw Pastor Mike on there, Pastor Justin, uh, I saw Dick Riley, Randy Phillips, and I saw all these guys that have this this fire right they got this internal jesus fire inside and i knew that i had to share with you all about when i didn't have that fire and when when i was in these positions where i was trying to find my own joy and make my own joy when in all this this fire that's inside it's it's tough to find see i was lost for a while not physically, you know, like Bear Grylls in the wild, but I was lost spiritually. And my Jesus fire was out. It was stomped out, extinguished, water thrown on it, Smokey the Bear out, okay? And I was unhappy. I was not full of joy. I was really good at faking it, though. Faked it every day. My wife would, would say to me, you're grumpy, you're easily agitated, you're short-tempered, but I didn't, I didn't believe her. I blamed it on other people. I said, it was, it was you that was grumpy. It was, you, it was my kids that were short-tempered. It wasn't me. Well, you do it long enough, right? And then you start to see, okay, maybe she's on to something. 
So that's a topic for a different day. Wives being right. <laughs> but so I just, because I didn't have that active, intimate, personal relationship with Jesus that helped guide me and helped warm me up, I started to try to fix it on my own, right? I didn't have him to fall back on. It wasn't, it, that fire wasn't going. So I started to try to do it on my own. So I said, what, what can I do that brings me joy? You know, I like to exercise. I like to, uh, like to move. And so I said, all right, so I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to exercise more. I'm going to bike. So I started mountain biking more. I started playing basketball more. And I got to a point where I felt good, you know, mentally or physically. And, but it's, it didn't do it. I said, all right, all right, that wasn't it. So, so I went to, maybe I need a laugh. You know, I like to laugh. And so I started watching funny movies. I started listening to podcasts and comedians, and I didn't do it either. So then I decided, you know what, I'm a busybody. Maybe if I uh, start doing projects around the house, maybe if I just start being busy with other things, that'll help. So I remodeled a portion of our house. I started uh, volunteering for a nonprofit and started... Uh, a, joined this committee and chaired this thing, I thought, I can accomplish things. I can create a task and I can ex- check the box, right? That satisfaction, that'll make, it, that'll make it. None of it. None of it worked. And so what I learned from all this is that effort I put into my own self being happy is I could not fake my, I could, I could fake that joy, but I couldn't make it, right? I could laugh at the funny movie, I could, I could complete that really difficult mountain biking course. I could sit back and look at that project that I did in my house, and I could feel accomplished. None of it turned into anything that would spark that fire, that internal Jesus fire, right? So I want you to think back on that memory that I asked you to think about, okay? Think back on that memory that you had. Was that memory that you had, was it fake was, at that time? Did you have to fake your joy in that moment at all? Did you have to, maybe it was based on a circumstance. Was that joy based on something of this world? Or was it rooted in your relationship with Jesus? See, I wanted to be happy, but I wasn't. I faked it for a really long time. I'd pray about it. I'd try to listen to what God was telling me. He and I were just so disconnected. I didn't have that Jesus fire. And I just remember continually praying for it, constantly, for some sort of connection with God. I learned to be still and to listen to God. That's hard for me. I have a hard time sitting still. And I learned that I just, I can't fix it on my own. And after a while of doing this, you start to realize that God is talking to you. He's talking to you in just the simplest of forms. The wind on your cheek. The the people that he brings into your life. The trials that you face, right? The circumstances that he puts you in. Those are the times that he's talking to you. In one moment in particular, I remember I was driving into work, and it was a beautiful sunset, I remember, 
and perfect song on the radio. And I remember just finally being still. And I remember there he was. He's here. He never left me. He was always with me. And he never gave up on me. He was there this whole time. This whole time I was trying to find him. He was there. I just had to find him. My Jesus fire started up a little bit. You could feel it. It was small. It was, it was a tiny little, little one here. But it was going. And it's hard to keep that fire going, right? It's, once that fire's burning, it just doesn't need, it just, it just can't spontaneously keep going, right? It needs fuel. It needs you continuing to be still, to seeking him, to finding him, right? Finding that joy in the struggle. Now, I still struggle to this, to this day. I mean, it's hard for me. It's super easy in this world to want to control your surroundings, to control your own joy, to control your path. But I'm here to tell you, you have to be able to stop, be still, and let him guide you. Because he is. It's right there for your taking. You just got to be still enough to find it. Uh, Proverbs 3, verse 5 says, Trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not on your own understanding. Pretty much says it right there. Now, true joy comes from a, having a deep, intimate, on-fire relationship with Jesus Christ. Right? That's the only way we're going to get there. No, no way else. Philippians 4, verse 4 says, Rejoice in the Lord always. I will say it again, rejoice. Experience, experience the joy in knowing Jesus. When things don't go your way, rejoice. When God answers a prayer, rejoice. When you face trials of many kinds, rejoice. It's all from Him. It's all for you to draw closer to Him. Now I realized after a while that you can't fake this relationship, right? I surely tried. I challenge each and every one of you to find that joy. If you have it, spread it. Keep it going. He's ready and willing for you. He's there. Don't give up. If you're having a hard time, there's great people here. There's great people around you to help you find it. Let us pray. Father God, we are just so grateful for you today. We are so grateful to be able to come before you that you're a loving God, that you're a God that does not give up, that seeks us out in our good, in our bad, in our ugly. You're always there. I pray for each and everybody in this room and everybody watching that they would find you, that they would seek you, that they would honor you, you would give them the ability to praise you, to walk with you, for us to be the light in this world. There's so much darkness in this world, Lord. I just pray that you continue to help us to be the light, to be your world. All we pray in your name, Lord. Amen. 
Thanks for listening to our podcast today. Check out our app or website at bridgewaycommunity.org for more messages or to take the sermon one step deeper by downloading the Sermon Discussion Guide.